<laughs> I missed the first part, unfortunately. He cheated and defrauded an entire village, and the orphans got no Christmas oranges. So did he, did he essentially, or this wizard essentially, like defraud the church's, uh, you know, coffers? Then, so, since you're involved, particularly, I mean, you're or the temple, or or are you like more like an, uh, a loose, loose adventuring cleric of good? Uh, or what? I think I'm a loose adventuring cleric of good. Okay. He promised to do something good for the village and said, well, you guys are going to have to pay up to, like, have me fix the dam or whatever. Okay. And then he ran off with the money and didn't do it. And I kind of said, since I'm a wizard, didn't do anything to me, but he he's gravely injured my, my uh, master and stole his primary crystal magicam that contains his most favorite spirit. Uh-huh. My master wants it back, and I will. Then I ran to these two clerics who were out after the same bad guy. So safety in numbers. You guys can heal people, right? Only those who are worthy. But we all seek the same goal—the downfall of the wizard, name to be determined later. Uh, <laughs> okay, so we have uh, defrauded uh, village, uh, injured a master wizard, and stole the prized spirit. Stole that that wizard's prized spirit, most favorite spirit. How did how did this wizard uh, make life bad for uh, for the other cleric or um, Dirk's character? I mean, he persecutes all those who worship us. Whether it was the fact that some of our followers tried to kill him in the past, maybe, but you know, he's a bad guy. So okay, history of bad blood. Call it that. For our clerics, let's start with Tad. Um, what kind of divines or deities or deity? Do you follow or or do the bidding of Brant the Beneficent? Okay. Who enjoins upon us to uh, take care of orphans and our communities and uh, that sort of thing. He's a generic good guy deity. Cool. And for Dirk, Gizix the Veiled One. The what? The Veiled One. Gizix. Could you spell that? <laughs> I don't know. Like it sounds. <laughs> And and what's the veiled one about? The secrets and the veil between life and death. Okay, excellent. And um, our wizard, you uh, let's start you off with like a spirit in a in a in an object. One of your spirits is is bound to an object. Uh, yeah, small carved crystal cat containing the feline spirit Meltheus. His domain is shadows in the high places. That's the first one. I haven't figured what the second one is. How do you define high places? How would a cat define high places above the person they're 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 working with? I guess. Do you mean that in a in a hierarchical sense, or more like physically higher? He'll never appear at ground level. He'll always find the place above me, so I gotta lean back and look at him. He also likes to pounce. He's an ambush predator, so high places let him pounce from above. Okay. All right. So you're thinking. You're thinking. For the purposes of, uh, of of ambush, and that's why he has power in high places or over high places. That's a domain of power for him. Okay. I haven't decided on the second spirit. 
you can think about it. You don't have to immediately dictate it. And if you want, you can keep it in your pocket until like you, an opportune moment pops up and you're like, oh, hey, actually. And I have cantrips uh, for my secondary ability. So I do cantrips. Summoning and, and cantrips. Okay. And which one is Theoris? Is that uh, Tad, right? Yes. So we have Cantor, Theoris, and what's the final cleric called? Uh, what did I name him? Kring. And you have Cure and Vision. Yeah. And Theoris has Cure and Turn. Okay. Yes. And Turn was evil, right? I think so. Hold No, hold undead at bay with the power of your faith and a holy symbol. Okay. Which means you need a holy symbol. Oh, dear. So I got to get rid of my shield. Oh, it's a fancy item? Shoot. Well, I can probably find a stick to hit something with. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you have all pursued together this um, this evil wizard, whom we shall give a name. It's uh, an awesome wizard name from the list here. It has to be grandiose sounding. Oh, Jesus, these interminable Persian names. <laughs> I guess Azerkaden, Azerkaden, let's call them that. Oh, no, Dom Ashur, of course. So we we can pretend that Dom is like from Dominus. So he, he considers himself like um, uh, a natural um, majesty, not necessarily born majesty, but like uh, a fated majesty, which is why he does what he wants, obviously. So you have pursued him across the land, across a couple of countries, uh, and you have seen him leave destruction and, and misery in his wake, and he has stolen things, and, and um, he has collected uh, various items of power, you would imagine, for some purpose, as close as you, you have figured, uh, including like the spirit funds for acquiring some item when he defrauded the village. And of course, he has, he has made attacks, wanton attacks, at anyone belonging to the cult of the Veiled One. Probably to, he's probably particularly targeted them for potential future sacrifices or sacrifices in the moment. So, so Domashur is a really, really bad, bad dude. And you've pursued him into a fetid, stinking marshland, which is shadowy and, and crawled with, um, with mists and um, mosses and lichen and, and uh, you know, incessant. Uh, uh, noise of uh, insects and swamp creatures and over-large uh, gator-type creatures, reptiles and such. You know that somewhere in this in this swamp, there's a there's a supposedly like an old sunken place of power, like an ancient uh, like let's call it like a corrupted druid's grove or something, right? It used to be a beautiful place, like a let's say there used to be like a like some sort of el- elven uh, druid's uh, sanctum or something, but it, it became corrupted and, and descended into swamp status and evil. And it's a, it's a place of, of immense ancient power. So here's probably where he intends to make his, his ritual, right? And you're standing here on, in the borns, on the, on the border of this, this great swamp, right? And um, it's kind of a forest swamp, obviously. It's not like the Lord of the Rings, you know, interminable fields swampy fields it's my like uh swamp of doom or whatever it was from princess bride yeah more more like that but only wetter way wetter right like um totally like soggy you know in places you have to wade up to your chest right yeah the swamp from never ending story there you go yeah that's not a bad example 
So I guess I gotta go back to town, sell my armor, and buy a boat. <laughs> right, you're standing here on the cusp. You've you've tracked the wizard somehow here. Maybe maybe you you've just picked up something that he's dropped behind, right? A sign that he's here for sure. Swamp is before you. Uh, civilization is somewhat far behind you, but not not unreachable if you want to go prepare. Um, what do you do? Look at the other two. So can your gods make it easier for to cross the? Well, I will admit that I am leading a life of uh, self-denial and asceticism, and I don't have a silver in my pockets. A lot of that going around. Yeah, there is. I know who needs to pay for it, too. We can get to him. Well, he obviously made it through here, so we should be able to do likewise. Maybe we can find a likely path through the trees. Go from root ball to root ball or swing from tree to tree. He's obviously not caring about hiding his tracks, pointing to the, the thing he dropped, so we should be able to follow him. What did he drop? A sandal. Okay, sandal. So it's it's a one of his sandals that's uh, gotten a hole in it. So we should keep that one of his possessions. May be useful for a ritual. Uh, can we track? Can we found a sandal, so we know he was here where we're standing. What do you do? Point at that, and obviously he went this way. And I, with assuredness, start going in the direction I believe I see the tracks. Do you? keep an eye out for anything in particular or do you you know try to find more traces or trying to find his his track his trail you know smash down grass broken branches oh speaking of branches if i can find one big enough i'm gonna grab it and use it to like poke ahead of me yeah sure kring roll me a um i think we'll we'll do intelligence let's do int uh make an int roll to navigate in here yeah I'm sure. I have no problem following him. <laughs> oh, for those listening, it's a three. You bravely follow follow brave uh, Kring uh, into the swamp, and um, you end up in a little like marsh lagoon, which is it's it's very um, uh, it's exceedingly shallow, and it's mostly slushy mud. You know, you can see land on on all sides of this lagoon, right? Not all sides, obviously, but the sides that would have land strips. Sure, he came this way, but now you don't see the track anymore. Yeah, you wouldn't under the water. You think he <laughs> walked through that? I'm taking my stick and poking it into the water and watch it go all the way down. It's pretty shallow, actually. So you're maybe up to your, up to your knees, right, in, in the goop. About then, there's a motion in the, in the mangroves and vegetation and, and trees. The leaves shake. And four shapes, like little um, winged, little leathery shapes, loose themselves from the from the surrounding brush and bear down on you. They have glowing red eyes and they screech, kind of like a cross between hawks and rats. <laughs> That's weird. Maybe with a little monkey in there somewhere. Some sound designer had some fun in the, with the soundboard to create these guys. And their mouths are just uh, like the, they're like mini Balrogs, essentially, right? Their mouths are like uh, full of um, fire, and they start spitting balls of fire at you. What do you do? Let's start with uh, the clerical led you here. Hit the deck. <laughs> so you hit the deck. You can, you can make, make a dex roll. <laughs> yeah, roll a d6 and take half. Take half hit point damage. Oh, very good. Kring is the king of, of, <laughs> of RNG. 
<laughs> avoiding horrible damage. So it's not so bad. It was mostly strain, right? Cleric number two, follower of brands. What do you do? Is there also fire coming at me? Oh, yeah. There are four of them that are, that are targeting all of you, spitting balls of fire at you. Well, let's get wet. <laughs> okay, Dex. Dex for me, boy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Would our wizard like to help? Well, if I help, I mean, I can't do anything then. If you help, you're going to be subject to the same consequence, right? So that means you also get a partial. Or you could you could let let your cleric f- friend fend for himself and try to save yourself instead. Well, I could try to help. I could try to push him forward into the into the mud. Yeah. So that would be a strength then, or how do you think you're helping? Is, are you I'm like, pushing him into the mud. But you have to avoid yourself, right? So so we're not doing anything separately. So what it means is you're basically throwing yourself on top of him to make sure that he's not completely in. So it'd be another dex then, wouldn't it? No, you can do strength, you know, to force him <laughs> into the mud. I mean, he'll he'll get a mouthful, but at least he'll be not incinerated. Nine. Oh, cool. Plus one is all all he needs to get to, to a partial. So you both take a partial. So you can both roll a d6 and take half that in hit point damage. Round down, it's, uh, it's cool. That's one. No, two. No, one. It's one for you and, and two for Tad. Cool. So uh, they start spitting shit at you. You are all like bathing in the goop. Now what? Let's go to to our first cleric again. Actually, none of you are like weighed down with uh, armor, right? I have light armor. Anyone else armored? Oh, that's right. I have light armor. I didn't take any damage. Oh, to know. So the light armor was supposed to reduce that by one, right? Yes, if you have light armor. One point of damage. Is Kring armored? I am not armored. So uh, I'm gonna say you you can go first. You are you are unencumbered. Uh, you're only mudded. What do you do now that you've avoided the worst of the <laughs> the spit artillery? It's spitting at me. I take a big glob of mud and throw it in the face of one of these things. <laughs> okay, Dex. Is there an intent beyond like just stopping him from being able to spit fire, or either blind it or reduce its ability to to spit fire wherever I hit it? Okay. Whee! <laughs> I think you, I think you peg it straight in the mouth, and it's like half swallows, half of it, like Argh! so. You know, it starts, it totally crashes to the ground and starts thrashing about, trying to choke up, vomit up the <laughs> the mud. Right, that thing's going to be out of commission for this fight. So, either one of you, uh, I guess, will go with. I'm on top of him, so I should yeah, probably go we'll next. Go with you first. So I push myself up, which means I'm pushing him farther into the mud. <laughs> Put out my sword, and I'm going to wade and try to whack at one of them with my sword. That's a dex or it's strength? Uh, strength. Eh, partial. You do your damage, I guess. D6. Four. Okay, cool. And uh, you can roll a d6 and take half that as it, as it begins to, like, claw you with its uh, hands. All right, so that's three. No, two. Two minus one for your life. But uh, you, you managed to actually kill it. Yes, I am a buff wizard. <laughs> I, I never said my character's name is Cantor. So, yeah, Cantor is a buff wizard. Obviously a stable boy in, in a previous life. Oh, Theoris, right. So you, uh, the woman cleric, obviously, the nun. <laughs> Theoris uh, slithers forward through the lagoon and then, like, shoots up out of the mud and tries to grab one of them by the legs and drag it down where it'll be easy to beat on with the club. I'll see if you can uh, pull one down into like a a wrestle, a mud wrestling competition yeah. here. Let's do a strength roll. 
Okay, so you pull you pull it down, but uh, it like rakes and claws at you. D6 take half. So your light armor saves you there. Uh, so now it's in your grip. Let's hop on over to to our mud pelting cleric. There's one critter still swooping about in the air. I guess I'll try to help the nun. Maybe wrestling with it, I'll run over there and with my dagger and stab it in the back as it's being wrestled with. <laughs> okay, so. Give me a strength. Nothing could go wrong there. Partial. Let's do a D3 for you as well. The kind of damage it does to you as it's struggling. And of course, you do your full light light damage to it. Yeah, I think you you uh, slash it pretty pretty good. And it's bleeding, spilling these, this caustic blood all over the place. Um, but it's, it's still kind of feebly kicking and, and, and um, fighting. Uh, you hold it up high. I go, no, no, hold it low, drown it in the swamp. <laughs> <laughs> See what um, what our wizard is up to after after bravely cutting down one of them. See the two struggling, I just walk over there and... There is one, like, swooping around, uh, spitting at you. Oh, there is still one swooping around? All right, all right. I'll take a page from the playbook and grab a ball mud and gauge and throw and try and knock it out of the, out of the sky. Roll decks. Oh. Who do I hit instead? <laughs> I think you start reaching for, like, mud, but you have to kind of keep your eye on the thing as it's swooping around so as not to be, like, incinerated with its fiery spit. You find something somewhat half-solid, and you're like, oh, great, this will be great. And then you, you grab it, and you pull, and you realize, oh, shit, there's something more here. <laughs> you pull out this, like, scaly, uh, you think it's, like, some sort of, like, enormous, spiky iguana creature. It starts to like go crazy and crawl up your arm and and uh, so now you're wrestling with that. Any damage or just wrestling? No, no, with no. It? You're just tied up right now and um, are none. Let's take the club and beat this uh, beat this already bleeding imp to death. Do a um, strength. So with its last feeble uh, feeble strength, it, it still manages to claw and scratch you. So D three for you, D six for it. Oof. Splitch! You you smash it thoroughly. <laughs> you thrash it soundly. <laughs> Surrender your matter back to the earth. <laughs> Cring. There's now the <laughs> your, your wizard friend is battling uh, battling a giant spiky iguana thing, and there's still one annoying winged uh, creepy crawly critter flitting about. I try to run the trees, pull back a branch so that when it comes swooping. By after me, I let go of the branch, you know, and it swishes back and knocks it down. Oh, that sounds like fun. Take plus one. I think these, these things probably like it when the prey tries to run away. <laughs> I'm sure they do. Strength, dex, doesn't really matter. Uh, it sounds like strength to me, okay. right? Pulling back, back a branch and... Eight. Okay. Partial. Uh, I think you do, but uh, it doesn't quite snap back quite as, as soundly as you would have liked, right? So you can inflict a D3. Ah, okay, so you smack it, and it's like it does a little air, <laughs> like pirouette to the air and kind of half dives, bounces off the ground, and it sort of flies up again, and one of its wings is a little messed up, but it screeches at, spits a couple of balls of fire your way. One sets fire to the tree, another like barely hits you, almost hits you near, the, near your foot, but it misses. It's pretty banged up. Uh, you don't think it's going to be flying crazily about anymore uh, in this fight. Our wizard. Yeah, I'm taking the flat of my sword and banging the back of that lizard to get off my arm. <laughs> okay. 
give me a strength as you, you're trying to get free from this thing. Partial! All right, so take a D3 hit point damage as it's sort of clawing and biting and, and rasping you and piercing you with its spikes and spines, right? I take an additional two. All right, do I do any damage to it or? Oh, yeah, full, full damage. Or what? You just want to come free, right? I was hitting with the flat of the sword because I didn't want to cut through and then cut through me. It comes loose and it starts scurrying away. Or none. Uh, you have smashed one. There's still one kind of on the bank here, coughing mud, vomiting mud up on the on the. <laughs> the absence of the spy is in itself a kind of information. But... These aren't really like this is like some sort of demon monster. It's not really like a um, a speaking sentient informant, so to speak. Oh, okay. Think of it as more of a more a more animalistic imp, impish creature, right? Mud, you were probably made to mud your turn. Smash it. Okay. Yeah, you smash it. Good. Take care of it. No problem. So, what are you doing now that uh, that you've uh, at least injured it pretty badly there, um, Kring? Final one. So it's still flying around. No, no, no. It's it's kind of. I don't want to say bouncing, but it's kind of like trying to flit, fly up, but it get, doesn't get very far before it, the pain in the wing is too bad. You know, like a like a wounded bird spitting at you. I tried to flop on it and just stick its head into the the watery muck in the swamp. Okay, strength. Oh, look at that. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> you kill it horribly. <laughs> There's some horrible like boiling bubbles around uh, <laughs> around its head. After much struggling and mud everywhere, you manage to get yourselves out of this uh, this evil thing. As you take stock of the situation and like breathe, these things begin to dissolve. There's this particular smell which reminds you strongly of the type of ritual incense that this wizard, this uh, Domashur, loves to use when he um, makes uh, these like vicious little constructs to terrorize and torment people. Let's choke him on his pumpkin spice potpourri. Oh, hold up a scratched arm. Any any help over here? Yeah, I can try. Oh, uh, what, what do you do? I'm going to try to cure using my special abilities. I had bandages, but I had to leave them behind to get a holy symbol. Would, would that be a whiz? Yeah, I think I think we'll do wisdom. Critical. You can re-roll your, um, your hit dice there. Cancer. What's this? It gives me a healer bonus. That, that would follow, I think, yeah. You get an extra die. All right. Roll. So you get to take, you get to keep two of those. It, it, it does it automatically. I get to keep, I get 10. Oh. I feel much better now. <laughs> Revitalized. Roll the sh- sleeves up, show off the guns, you know. Yeah, I feel much better. Thank you. <laughs> I catch a cold like no one's business, but yeah, yeah I am I'm physically strong. Speaking of which, you've all, you've all been doused in the swamp now. Uh, give me con rolls. Oh, lovely. Con crud. Okay. Theoris, you, you, uh, you start to feel a little like, you feel a little hot. Oh, a little not right. But it's, it's, not, it's not anything worse yet. Kring and, and Cantor, you, uh, you start to feel a little uh, like nauseous. Yeah, I crop in the bank and, oh, there goes lunch. Blah. I rode worse than he did, all right? So I, I probably am losing my lunch. Yeah, until you've had a proper, like, night's rest, you're going to take minus one forward. Oh, Kira would take care of it, though. Oh, yeah. Totally. I'm going to sit down and prepare a little ritual that will be combined vision and cure. I mean, you could do both if, if you know, fictionally speaking, sure. Yeah. We've got his sandal. We've got maybe some gooey remains of the, his creature. 
things. Let's sit down to get a vision. I'm going to just like go over to the ethereal world so that I can get a vision of where he is and how to find him. And when I come back, I will leave my pains and diseases on the other side and be renewed. Sounds good. And Cantor, speaking of which, technically, I think you maybe should have been cured, right? Of this. Oh, we got 14. Yeah. So I actually, I'm not sick. Yeah. Can I at least help him a bit? Because I, I do have lore. Cause I, I could try to help him by mentioning various things about the uh, wizard that I know that might help him with his vision. It depends on how much he vouchsafes about what he's going to do, right? Okay. Does uh, Kring just silently go up on the bank and sit down and, and like meditate, essentially? or No, we need aid from Gizix to find this evil wizard. And it's obvious I'm setting up some, some ritual because I'm getting out the sandal and like incense. Uh, could I help with what I know about him, uh, the deep lore about his, his activities and his bearing? If you wish to partake in the ritual, then sit down and focus. Okay, okay, I'll, I'll sit down. Uh, so I got, make it like a lore check. Uh, you can help with int. You roll uh, int plus int. Nope. Interesting. All right. I give you, uh, the, you know, everything. Uh, take it easy. Take it easy. Mrs. Er, my pair of you. <laughs> How do you involve yourself in the ritual? Well, I, I, I just sort of like sit down. If I hear him mumbling something, I'll go, should I follow along or? Make sure a lot of the incense gets wafted into his face so he can really get into this. <laughs> Kring, describe to me, uh, first you can roll and then you can describe to me how, how this ritual works. going to have sort of a out-of-body experience, view the world from the ethereal plane and move across the, the landscape, hopefully seeing the, the trace of the spiritual traces to where he is now. Uh, make the roll. And and this is before you leave your, your miseries on the other side here in the ethereal world, essentially. So uh, minus one to whatever else you have. Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> when you uh, move away and into the ethereal realm, first of all, you feel like a repulsion, as if there's something in your vicinity which offends the veiled one. And this is consuming my holy water, too, so I should get something out of this. Well, it's a miss. <laughs> something will happen, don't worry. Uh, that's, the, that's the initial thing, right? And then you, you swoop out. Things don't look right at all uh, in the swamp. Like, uh, whatever it normally looks like, it is... Uh, and you would expect that it would look, you know, a little sick. There, there would be, like, sickly colors and, and indications of corruption and such. But radiating out from the center is a strange kind of um, bright, almost purity, you would say, from this, you would assume, this place of power, ancient uh, center of the grove. And it's almost like watching um, an enormous palace of light slowly being reconstituted in the ethereal realm. And this begins to attract you. There, there's an a undeniable pull, almost like a magnetic force on your, on your ethereal self, you know, to go there and to, and to let go. I think it's only, only because the Veiled One doesn't want to release you from, <laughs> from service that you're not sucked into this. But you can see all around you how it seems almost like the way this thing is, is being reconstituted is, is because 
the powers and energies of the swamp, including all life, is being drained of its life, of its spirits, of its of its life force to make this thing. And you were almost almost sucked into it yourself. And it was only only because of uh, uh, Skizik's denying that that you were not consumed. Uh, but you are now. You're going to come back to your body, and you're going to still have that longing. In in situations where uh, you have the opportunity to, when you when you are called upon to, if some if someone were to use this against you, let's put it that way, you're going to take an additional. Uh, they're going to either have plus one, or you're going to take a, a a minus one. It's not an ongoing thing like a disease, but contextually, when they have a PBTA terms. Yeah, yeah, perfect, 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 excellent. There's a miss. Let's call that two hold. I'll give them two hold. Do I participate in this, or I'm just sitting there? You helped, and you missed, and he missed. Yeah, I think you're being you're being a little. You're feeling a strange pull, but you don't you don't feel this the same way because it's not really your ritual. Uh, you you were attempting to aid a little with your concentration and and with details, trying to kind of clarify maybe the the visualization process. However, can we use this pull as a guide? Because I like that way it's only really during the ritual that you feel this once kring is back in his body there the pole is gone and you don't really have the same insights about like life being drained out of the swamp to create this thing you you get a sense of like there's some something luminous in the center and this takes a little while oh and make a whist roll kring for cure okay cool so you can you can re-roll with a an extra hit dice double my hit points at least So while while this ritual goes on, Theoris, what what are you up to? Well, you say that I'm feeling a little feverish, but I'm not gonna have a minus right now. Yeah, you feel like you're maybe beginning to come down with something, but it may take some time for it to actually become serious or become a a, a burden for you. Okay, I'm not sure that I have a context to go knocking on Brance's door and say, "Hey, can we do something about this?" You be like. You're being selfish. Stop it. <laughs> if that's how you think France would react, then yeah, totally. Well, he's the beneficent. He probably... Maybe I'm being too proud. <laughs> Brantz probably tells us, you know, come to me for every need. Throw all your burdens on me. And I'm like, yeah, but I kind of feel bad throwing all of my burdens on you the moment I get them. Maybe it's a little bit of maybe you wanting to model brands as well. I mean, if he takes others' burdens onto himself, like then maybe you want to do the same, right? I think so, yeah. So I'm not sure she's feeling the context to attempt to cure herself. All right. Yet. So you're thinking about that for a moment, and um, the the swamp is still kind of, it feels almost like it's uh, it's both diminishing and closing in around you in a strange way. Like if there's an odd sensation just to being outside here. While they're sitting there doing their ritual, <laughs> like to clean, drink some clean water. Did you have some with you? No, I had to give it up to have a holy symbol. <laughs> drink deeply of faith. Yes. <laughs> I'll climb up in a tree so I can like attempt to see some open sky. Well, I can probably see open sky anyway on this lagoon. I mean, you could you could climb up a tree and see if you can see something else if you want to while they're doing their spirit quest. I think that sounds like a good idea. Let's uh, let's go up and take a look around. Give me a whiz roll, scouting essentially. Okay, eight. You see in the distance 
some something odd, like there's a shimmer uh, in the distance toward what you would expect to be like the center of the swamp. It doesn't look like it would be like a million fireflies or or just like um, snow glitter, you know, light snow or rain glittering in the sun or something. It looks weird. It looks magical. It's in the shape of a dome or something. And at the same time, you hear a voice in your head, and you can hear the voice of Dom Ashur. Why do you linger out there in the swamp? Come, come and let go in the temple. You just rest your pretty little head. We'll be there soon. Don't you see the greatness I am weaving? This will be good for everyone. It is pretty big. <laughs> the goodness thereof, we'll, uh, we'll see about that. We'll come and see it with my own, my own eyes, and uh, then I can figure that out. As long as you come, and then you feel like the presence leaving you. Arrogant OB. <laughs> He's going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you climb down from a tree, and about that time, the ritual is over. And there's maybe like an odd, like maybe an odd look that, that Bring can't quite hide uh, on his face. Not like, you know, caricature oh, something's going on, but there's something different about him. Did he talk to you too? No, but I've, I can feel the, the pull as he's pulling all life around it into it, all the life energy. He wants us to come to his shimmery dome thing and see this. I don't know. He thinks it's going to be good for everybody. Just the sort of thing an arrogant two-bit villain usually says. <laughs> see what I've done for you. Yeah, you've killed all life in the swamp. Yeah. He won't stop there. Sure he won't. But I saw his shimmery dome thing towards the center of the swamp that way, so I think we have a bearing. Is it getting dark? I'm thinking it was kind of getting dark the moment you went into the swamp, right? Pick up my stick, rub one end off, and do a cantrip and put a candle at the end of it so we have a light. Lead the way, then, as you have the light. Like I, like I described before, the, the swamp feels almost like it's it's being emptied. As at the same time, it's closing in. Like the darkness, the mists are closing in. The the sounds in the swamp have begun to first quieten, and then they've taken on a different timber, like uh, or timbre. I forget how you pronounce that word. It's almost like it sounds almost like grind, like grinding gears or or twisting metal or something very far in the distance at times. And as you uh, make your way toward the center, you come to a place which appears to be like a raced kind of causeway or crossroad. It's a crossroad of causeways, rather. So a raced road that crosses itself or crosses a different raced road, right? There are these odd, rusty metal shapes that rise up, kind of like weird, twisted ribs from around these raced roads. It looks very odd. Buildings? Old buildings? It, it doesn't look like buildings at all. It, it almost looked like somebody's wasting metal to make weird, half-twisted shapes. From a modern person's perspective, it would be almost like watching like uh, twisted I-beams, sheared off twisted I-beams bending uh, up like ribs out of the quote-unquote spine of the causeway. Modern art. I don't get it. <laughs> Now in my head, it's like there used to be like a covering over the walkway, but it's twisted. It's not regular. Yeah, that would, that would probably be a, a decent, a decent uh, like first guess. Are they growing or are they just there? They're just there. I mean, they appear out of the darkness and the mist. 
as you as you advance right you begin to come up on this like road and then they start appearing and you see how it's a crossroad try to consult my memory in the lore because this sounds like something that would have been mentioned if this is something old sure i can help with that too i actually got lore as well so so we should we just both roll and see who gets yeah just do int both of you okay uh so uh that's a plus two. Um, Kring still gets a nine then. So yeah, it's it's vague, but something maybe in your in the back of your mind remember something about how there there was a time when you were you were pursuing Domashur and he managed to elude you, you know, in a completely implausible way. Like he, you know, he ran into a, a an alley with no no exit or he sank into a bathtub and just there was no one there when you stuck your hand down, um, something like that. There was always something when you peered into the next or the other world, right? And to the other side, there was always like a, almost like there was a wound in the ethereal weave where he had um, vanished. And you kind of feel the same sensations now kind of passively without actually going into a vision you still kind of feel that same thing. Like there was something, this is not, this shouldn't be here. There's a sound uh, as if, you know, as if one of these things is being twisted, but you don't see anything moving. Is there anything written on any of them? Any signs? I think if you look them over, there's maybe uh, some kind of scrawl at some point, but it, it doesn't look like anything meaningful to you. Maybe gibberish or maybe the equivalent of like Roman numerals. Twisted, so the layers may the layers may stretched and squished also. So it uh-huh. makes it deciphering hard. Can we see the glow now? No, there's no glow. Uh, but it's heading in the direction you want it to go in, right? Unless, of course, you want to take the crossroad, you know, right or left. Uh, I assume you don't. No, but I want to know what's down there before I head down there. So I, I reach into my pocket and pull out, uh, well, not my pocket, my pouch, and pull out my little crystal. And start stroking it. Maltheus, Maltheus, wake up, wake up. I need your help. Summon my uh my my spirit. And the spirit appears how? When it when it appears to you. And appear probably others as well. You see a little tiny version on my hand and he jumps up for the highest place around, so I have to look up at him, and appears full size. It's he's a feline spirit, so not a cat. He's the cat family, but you know, a lynx, a cougar, a Sabertooth Tiger, something along that line. Whatever he feels like at the time to manifest as. How do you communicate with uh, with Maltheus? Does he speak to you conventionally that others might hear, or does he speak to you more like a boy and his dog is more in your head? Or He speaks to everyone can hear, but he won't listen to anyone else but me. Well, he won't answer them, but he'll listen to them. All right, so he appears on one of the, 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 the these twisted beams right on top. And what does he look like this time? His coat is going through a constant shift. It's almost like it's shifting to adjust to the appearance of the mist in the glow of your candle cantrip, right? So he's almost invisible. But you can still see his eyes and his teeth and his snout and all that stuff. He loves the Chester Cat thing, yes. So he's waiting for you to make some sort of uh, exhortation or something. Good nap, Maltheus. He waits patiently for you to say something of worth or value. <laughs> we have need of your of your skill of your skills, Maltheus. That way lie what's his name again? The wizard. Oh, Dom Ashur. The wizard Dom Ashur is that way. 
but we want to make sure that the path is safe, free of ambushes, which I think you're really good at. He looks around, he stretches a bit first, and then he looks around, he looks down back at you, and he says they are waiting on the other side. How many? Just them. You're being nonspecific again. I'm being as precise as I'm, I can be. Can you go forth and uh, at least whittle them down a little bit? <laughs> no. What? It's beyond your ability? Dome probably keeps them out. You are the mighty hunter. Why can't you um, leap and pounce and take one of them out? You don't hunt what's only rotten. Oh. Oh. Undead. Were they people or creatures of the swamp? They used to rule here. Oh, dryads. Nymphs. He yawns very widely. Can you at least tell us the safest way or best way for us to approach to take advantage of them? I wouldn't go there at all, but perhaps you can fly. Like I know how to fly. You know, take the high road, he smiles. How close together are those iron, are those metal ribs? If you're looking at them, he's like, no, no, not those. You know, give me a straight answer. When you say fly, what do you mean? I suppose I could take you, but then I'd want a really, really long vacation. Well, you've been asleep for a while already, but okay, okay. Or maybe I find you some tuna? No, I think a vacation is what I want. But you can always walk around or straight up or straight ahead or, you know, whatever you want. Now, when you say you can take, is it us or take me? What, what is it you're saying? I'm, I'm not understanding you. Uh, okay, you said we could fly and you could and you could help us. Is that us and I point to all three of us or just I point at myself? Oh, you want to take these things? And he kind of indicates the others with his nose. Yeah, they're useful. They talk to the gods. I know, I know. Nah, I don't think so. Nah. Okay, if we can't fly, if we just go this way, we're going to run into lots of trouble. I'd be really quiet in that case. None of us got good at sneaking. I can sneak. If you say please, I could maybe help you. I put my hands together and look at him. Please, Maltheus, could you help us? That's all right, but only a little. So he starts to dissolve out of the cat form, and the, the mist around you starts to get a little thicker and cling to you. It becomes more difficult to uh, to discern. Pretty soon you have difficulty seeing each other. You can barely make each other out. Basically, you get a plus one to stealth. Yeah, pretty much. I, I just reach up and turn off the cantrip. Hold hands, and I use my stick to touch the causeway so it don't fall off. I had to wonder if he meant that the... Uh... Crossroad might eventually get to a higher path, but... Well, we'll find out. So who's taking the lead here? I guess I am, because uh, I have a feeling that uh, I asked for the help, therefore I must be the first one forward. So you roll decks for sneaking, and the others can help. Can we help, is the question. I can help. I'm a seven. So yeah. you help with the one, creating helps with the two. Or rather, we take the best of... We're not nesting them, so we take the better of the two rolls. Well, fail that one. Hold on. So two, three, yeah, five would be the total. <laughs> so you get across, right? And um, as you get across, the mist uh, begins to lift and and bleed away, not just from you. Uh, and there's a there's a an audible hissing in the in the mist that leaves you, as if Malthus is being being uh, chased away. And there appears an odd kind of humanoid in your path. Uh, on the other side you've crossed the 
the the weird like rib metal rib thing still on the causeway and standing on the causeway in front of you is kind of the, like this half naked uh, almost elfin looking strange amalgamation of different people you, you think it's like maybe it may be like six different elves that's been melded into one so it's a it's one person but it has different a lot of different like almost patchwork uh not quite in, in the sense that it's been sewn together but rather more like it's seamlessly transitioning over to a different person's you know jaw or a different person's eye or a different person's arm and hand or something like that and um, they have a twisted rusted iron crown on their head and a spear uh, which appears to be also of some sort of um, rust covered dotted ironish material and they say stop i stop i mean i have my sword out but i stop you have no leave to go further this is our land something foul's going on here life is being drained from the swamp and that's not good swamp is not your business you are outworlders outlanders leave so you serve Domashur? we serve our creed we don't know a Domashur. so he couldn't tell you that uh he's invited us we have not invited you here, therefore you must leave. Did, if you did not invite this Domashur, let us pass, and we will see that he leaves as well. Yeah, Kareem, give me a charisma charisma roll there. Ooh. Who is Domashur? He is the sorcerer who is pulling the life from the swamp. There's some strange, like, cacophony as, as six different voices appear to have a conversation with themselves at the same time as if conferring with themselves. And then they say, we have felt the change in the swamp, but it is still dead. It is still good. Why would we want Domashur gone? You feel the change. The change will increase and the swamp will be not as you have known it. He also would find you very good as a source of power and drain your essence as well. There again, it, it goes into deliberation. They go into delib deliberation with themselves. Very difficult to follow, considering you know, they're all talking on top of each other. But now they're kind of there are some frantic voices in in the mix. But they say we have come to a decision. You will go on and you will treat with this domashur, but you will be ejected on the next day if you cannot con conclude your business by noon tomorrow. Then we will take care of you. If we have not concluded by then, we shall be dead. Very well. Our sleep tonight, fellas. Thank you. They awkwardly walk down off the causeway and into the swamp and sink slowly into the you know, swamp muck. Yep, my bag. You were right that you couldn't deal with them. Good kitty. Your cat god is an inferior god. He's not a god. He's just a spirit. I saw how you talked to him. You think of it as your god. <laughs> Only because he's a, he loves getting above me, all right? Yes, I see you supplicate yourself to your cat god, yes. <laughs> is still swamp or is it changing here? Because you said grove. It used to be uh, a great, like, sacred forest, which used to be a, the center, which used to be like a druid's grove, an elven druid's grove. That's what it used to be, but then it became corrupt, home to evil spirits and and, uh, and such. And this is where he's taken refuge, Domashur. It's clearly come to the center where this uh, ancient, the 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 sacred, uh, you know, holy grove place is. But yeah, you can keep go on going. And as you do, you begin to feel like an odd itch in your skin. 
there's a strange kind of a citrusy taste in your mouth that wasn't there before. The farther in you you get, uh, it begins to get drier and drier uh, to the point where it's almost it's almost dried up, right? So you're walking on this cracked mud that that's been dried out. There there begins to to be a kind of odd luminescence in the air. There's that kind of shimmering that Theoris saw from the trees in the air here, and it's creating this kind of luminescence, faint luminescence. All around you, there are these, you begin to see these ghostly shapes of what you would assume to be like uh, structures of old, like um, pillars and, and colonnades and parts of the, of the, the elven architecture, texture <laughs> surrounding the, the center here. You begin to see f- shapes, people, but they appear to be more like memories of people uh, or ghosts. And they don't seem to interact with you. They seem to be immersed in whatever they're doing, pouring water, conversing, whatever, whatever minor task they are, they are immersed in or were immersed in perhaps long, long ago. Yeah, you, you start to walk up this ghostly entrance, essentially, into a circular, a large circular well, grove or temple, for lack of a better term, temple in the in the in the etymological sense of the word. So, a, so a, a separated area. So it's a it's a perfect circle, almost you would say, like an an enormous ritual circle. It used to probably house trees and uh, you know be like a wild wild but cultivated you know in in the elven sense area where the most sacred trees and the most sacred forest spirits would be. Now. There are, uh, at least in in the swamp world, it's a dried out, cracked mud bowl with maybe some stumps. But there's also the ghost, the ghostly, you know, vision here, which is kind of the see-through, shimmery uh, vision of the past, right? And there's a, an enormous tree in the center, and there are all these like bushes and and um, berry um, bushes and such crawling all over in the in the vision right and um hanging from from the tree upside down by one leg naked is domashur you can see him in the distance and he's also standing beneath himself looking up at himself clothed in his in his usual robes i'm going to uh down my other vial of holy water okay and offer a prayer to skithics to let me see the truth of what is unfolding here that i may prevent uh, this wizard from upsetting your plans for this world yeah give me a whiz whiz roll here oh a miss Ooh, um you you are about to swallow the the holy water right and you've been walking through the glory of this place and there's a very powerful urge to give yourself to to the finishing of the project, whatever is going on here, whatever ritual is being worked. You you cannot concentrate on the ritual of the vision. You must give yourself to to the ritual, to the work. And so part of you is still possessed by schizics, but there's half of you that wants to to just leave your body forever and be part of this this energy. Uh, and that part of you takes your dagger out of its belt and plunges it toward your chest. What do you do? I hope I can drop the dagger before I kill myself. <laughs> You're not in charge of that hand. So um, so what do you do? Dodge! 
<laughs> this turns into, into Army of Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> Try to place my uh, other hand in the way of the dagger. <laughs> okay, so you you want to try to try to not. Okay, so you want to wrestle yourself essentially. So do strength. Oh, very cool. So you managed to catch the dagger. I'm stronger than I am. Yes. <laughs> of course, of course, Skissix is. <laughs> He's not going to let you just well shun your deal, right? You're supposed to serve him more than this. <laughs> let me see beyond the the veil until it is my time. <laughs> Right. You can still feel the urge and it's still pushing, right? But now you're at least temporarily in control of, of like where this is going. And you guys, you see this happening to, uh, to Kring, right? He's suddenly like, he, when she's the dagger, starts to try to stab himself, but he stops himself and he's like, ah, ah, no. <laughs> and I know what the source is, so I reach in, pull out my vial of quicksilver and pop it. And uh, I'm going to summon Skuku, my spirit sand lizard. His domain is of sand and oppressive heat. And he just skitters out from the nearest equivalent to dry sand. So I guess the dried mud's the closest we got. Anywhere in here, yeah. Anywhere in here is fine. Skuku, can you do anything? Can you, and I point to um, Damashur, can you at least distract him for a bit? I cannot halt what is happening. What do you really want me to do? Well, we need to get to him, and he's... And he's somehow, and I point to Kring, messing with him. He's trying to, I'm not sure what's going on over there. There are two forces at work here. I can only affect one. The one who wants to kill him, affect that one. I cannot affect that. Can you help the other one then? How do you mean help? Well, he's trying to stab himself in looks of it. I can do no, nothing against that power. Do you wish me to kill the body of the wizard? Yeah. If you can do that, that'd be great. Done. And he like swoosh, right? <laughs> you know, he's like a, like a monitor lizard, like whoosh. So he like whooshes at that thing, like a like a. And there's the this this hint of like a like a sand dervish as he's like whooshing at him. The body standing beneath the the vision, the ghost vision of the tree, begins to grow red and and burst with the uh, blisters, and it's like ah, falls over. And it's engulfed. You don't see it anymore because it's, it's it becomes engulfed in this like uh, dust devil, essentially. But we still taste citrus in our skin still itches. Yep. All right, we got rid of one thing. Great, great. Uh, what is uh, Theoris doing? I gave up everything. <laughs> I pull out my holy symbol mm -hmm. and brandish it. And I'm looking at these ghosts and like these visions of things which are past, and I'm like. Or maybe all of those things, a kind of ghost, and I'm going to try to turn them. All right. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so how how do you go about it? Do you, you brandish your holy symbol and say what? The kindness of Brant's the Beneficent. Let it fall on this place. Let it deny the death and the misery that is accumulated here. Let the life return and let the dead depart. And may the dead's magic have no more power here. May the balance be restored in the name of Brant's the Beneficent. Did you roll an eight there? I did roll an eight. You, what are your skills again? Decipher, heal, and stealth. It has an effect, right? But uh, you, you don't manage to banish the whole thing. Uh, but you can feel the power of Brands. You, you feel the presence of Brands the Beneficent. The hand of Brands reach down and uproot the force that is 
beginning to take root here. And since it has been uprooted, the force it had, the grip it had over, over the grove is no longer in effect. But you can feel how it's still there and it's, it's sort of co- beginning to coalesce into a ball of, of power. And the visions around you, they begin to kind of flicker and fade. But this itch is still there in your, in your skin, right? And where the vision of the tree was, where, where the upside down hanging Domashur was, there's now like a ball of concentrated energy. And you uh, canter. I think you recognize this immediately as a as an extremely powerful spirit, and it's not just any spirit; it's your master's spirit, Zaxus. Zaxus, okay. Yeah, I step forward. Zaxus, your master Wardius is still alive. Zaxus, free yourself from this bondage. Zaxus, and I reach out and grab another quicksilver, you know, another violet quicksilver, my last one. I know I'm not supposed to do it twice a day, but you know what? Gluck. What do you attempt to do with the the Quicksilver here? I'm trying to summon him. Uh, Since you don't know him, uh, per se, other than by name, right? And you you cannot summon him. Do you have... You don't have command, do you? No, I just have summon. Then you would know that you you don't actually have power over him, per se. You can only treat with him and hope that he's going to listen. All right, so I will try talking to him then. There is a roaring, like uh, like the spirit is played by um, Brian Blessed. He's totally played by Brian Blessed. It is a dragon spirit. <laughs> and he says, why would I ever do that? I have everything here. I could do what I want here. Leave. So you can serve the spirit of Domashur? I serve no one. Domashur's corpse served me. Are you absolutely certain? Is this still? Do you still see the hang, the hanging ghost? Oh no no, that's all all the ghost imagery is gone. You are only now surrounded by the wreck of the ancient grove, the dried out uh, bits and bobs, the stuff, and you see the horrible mangled red ruined corpse. <laughs> There's gotta be something in the lore that I could use to convince him that he can't a spirit unbound is a spirit that will wreak havoc and, and have the gods come down on him. I, I wonder if I could pull up some lore that I can use to convince him to go back in your crystal. Make an int roll and see if you can re- recall anything. Okay. Now I do have lore as a skill, so I should, I'm at least going to get a... Ooh. If not, not needed. Uh, yeah, you do recall that Spirits generally need a vessel, uh, or they won't last very long in in this existence. They'll they'll get weaker and weaker. And he appears to be outside of his like whatever whatever um, thing kept him that that dragon figure thing. That's no more clearly. And now you've ruined his other vessel, which was the body of the wizard, right? So it wasn't it wasn't him stealing. We misconstrued who was stealing who. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> So what's containing you? What's stopping you from just moving arms apart, dissipating into the into into the ether? What's holding you together? My immense will, you puny thing. Really? Because you don't look too well right now. Looks pretty powerful. I know, but I, I don't want him. I, sure, I, 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 sure, sure. Okay, okay, fair enough. <laughs> Cantor, yeah. I've pulled up the roots on this tree. Can you figure out a way to push it over? <laughs> Yeah, the brightness of this ball of ball of energy flares, right? All I need is a vessel, and I, I see three functioning vessels in front of me. 
Maybe it's time to leave. <laughs> I run forward and go, take me. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Since I didn't get a drink it before, I'll, I'll drink the holy water. And my intent is, if he takes me, I'm offering myself to uh, to Skizax to, to pull us across the veil out of the world. Ah, uh, all right. Make a charisma roll. Okay. Partial. <laughs> okay. The, the, the spirit, Saxus, says, ah, finally, a devotee. And, and there's a, like, flash as he vanishes. There's a, a, an outpouring of, of light from, from uh, the eyes and nostrils and mouth of, uh, uh, of Kring. And Kring starts to scream horribly. Uh, Kring, I want you to roll 2d6 plus charisma again. Another partial. Okay. You are dead. Your spirit is drawn out of your body along with uh, uh, Saxus into the other world, and uh, you end up standing in judgment before before Skizix, and Skizix says... That's all I wanted. Yeah, Skizix says, you are not nearly finished. I cannot have you die like this. There are many more deeds you must do and many more secrets you must give to me. I will restore you to your body, but you must hand me the secrets of the Master Wizard whom your companion serves. Do this, or I will banish you forever from my realm. Well, do your bidding, as always. All right. And like that, you are back in your body. You feel drained, uh, twisted, like you you were put back in your body, but you were kind of put in backwards or something. Like you feel wrong, probably just uh, residue from all this. And my hand is about an inch from slapping down on your face <laughs> to try to cure you of this curse that went in your body, but I see your eyes open, and I'm, like, taken aback for a second. And he's not glowing anymore. You see me with my sword sitting there poised to go slice your head off. Are you okay? I live. Sloshing behind you, all of you, and um, if you turn, you can see them turning, and a as they walk into this old holiness, there's just water welling up from beneath the earth, and it's just... Uh, immersing everything in the the conventional swamp stuff keeps you know it, it it wells in and it starts running up over your boots and such. We head for high ground, and they say, "Well done. You have our blessing to remain until noon or to leave. If you will rest in the swamp water in the center, you will be restored." I'm not hurt. Let's get to meditating because I am a little bit. <laughs> Anyone willing to immerse themselves in the goop in the middle, you'll be having the, the benefit of having a healer, right, for restoring yourselves. Yay. I'll take all their gear and we'll, I'll sit in the dry patch and this sort of wait. Hopefully I'll be fever-free, too. <laughs> yes, you will be. You will be. You will so be this is a healer too. bonus of one? Yeah. It goes against all reason, but this is, you know, a magic place. <laughs> so. so while that's going on, though, I, I sit next to uh, Cantor and... So, uh, tell me of your master. <laughs> Wardius the Wise, he taught me uh, much about uh, working with spirits. I'm petting my, my crystal, my crystal uh, cat. He's a master of many, of many spirits. Zoxus was his greatest, sadly. I think he's gone. We hope he's gone. Well, uh, hopefully he's recovered from his injuries uh, enough that we can, I can go back and, and let him know what, ha what has happened to Zoxos. I would like to meet him. Oh, 
He would love to meet you too. <laughs> All right. Your joint quest is finally at an end. This one at least. Uh, that's excellent. Move on to epilogue type stuff. We'll see maybe if if uh, there's an opportunity to learn the secrets of the of the master wizard in a future yeah. segment. I figured I'd try just a free format this time and not go with um like a one page dungeon or something. It went pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Not too bad. Yeah. The uh, the the world of dungeon setup doesn't provide you with a lot to work with. <laughs> Yeah, it's just uh, since since it was originally conceived of as a way of playing essentially Redbox D&D from a more character-centric, not much more, I would argue, but slightly more, I guess, uh, point of view. Yeah, not a lot more. It's just... No, it's pretty bare bones. <laughs> yeah. It gives you some other ways to resolve things that Redbox didn't, like when you're doing more character-based stuff, isn't just... GM saying yes or no, it's more dice-based, I guess. Insert stereotypical buddy cop banter at end of movie. It's the tag where I mentioned you can go to our page at sunday-skypers.podbean.com, find links to all of our episodes, links to our Facebook page and MeWe page. You can email us at sundayskypers at zoho.com. It'd also be nice if you gave us a rating or review on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. And that's all I got.